0: welcome to runa's ruminations the new podcast on the block well probably not as new anymore at this stage um, where we discuss all the kind of questions my friends and i ask ourselves and today we're talking about our fuck it moment so a moment that was really really scary and we decided you know whatever i'm just gonna do it because this feels right so i hope you enjoy and yep yeah, let's go pop the champagne I was listening to a podcast the other day and the girl in it said one thing she really likes to ask people is "What what was your fuck it moment and I thought that's such a good question because I think everyone has had that moment in their lives where they were like fuck it like none of this is working I need, to stra- I need to change the strategy or I need to be more authentic or I just need to do what's right for me even though maybe that's not what my family taught me to do or what all my surroundings are doing so I'm just gonna go first because I think then you'll get an idea of it so um I went to uh, a really like hardcore high school, I have to say. like Looking back, it, it was pretty hardcore. Um, a lot of people, I mean, basically everyone, wanted to become a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer. All the parents, most of the parents were very uh, successful people. And so um, in that environment, even though I really, really liked English Lit and even though I really, really liked History... And I was quite a creative person. I thought, okay, well, English is not really going to get me anywhere. History is not really going to get me anywhere because I don't want to become a teacher. And I feel like I need to do more in life. So I ended up going to law school. I started interning with law firms when I was 15. I moved to Berlin. I was like, this is great. I'm going to live in Berlin. I'm going to study law. I got into one of the best universities in the country. Um, I'd worked really hard during my A-levels to get into that, and my personality at that point was already very reliant on, like, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm a law student, how I dressed was a little bit influenced by that, Who, even who I dated was influenced by that, so back then I would have probably never dated someone who didn't study medicine or law or engineering, And to be honest, looking back, I think the reason I thought that way was because thinking any other way would have been scary because if you think in such a straightforward manner and you have this goal in your mind and you kind of have everything mapped out for the next 10 years, you don't have to think about a lot of things and you're just kind of like, okay, that's the path. I just got to make sure I stay on it. But the rest, I don't really have to, you know think as much and after a year I was really miserable hated law school I don't know I just I was working really really hard but I was just not getting the grades and I kept actually failing my exams as well and it's not that I'd never failed before I actually really sucked at math before in school so it's not like I was the straight A student I was really good at some things really shit at other things so it wasn't like oh this is the first time something's going wrong But uh, the way it is nowadays is, you know, we're not in the 50s anymore. So just to study law isn't enough. I think I've talked to some of you about this. Just to, yeah, just to study a subject, it isn't enough. You have to be one of the really good ones at it because people can very much pick and choose who they want. If you study law and they want someone who studied law, was very good and also speaks Mandarin, they're going to employ that person. And you need top grades in any field these days. And so after a year... I, I mean, not after the full year, but uh, I had written another exam. And I actually halfway through the exam, and you know, I'd studied for like three months to take this exam. And I sat there. And I looked around myself. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And that was my fuck it moment. And I just put my pen down. And I just sat there. And I was just smiling. And I was like, I'm out of here. And so anyway, I just sat there. During this exam, I'd, you have these two hours to write about like I don't know 20-25 pages like there's no time and you're just puking everything onto the paper and um I I had already done that I'd done what I was trained to do which is write, write 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 lose my mind some more write 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 like lose my mind go crazy keep writing And everyone else around me was doing that too. And so just putting that pen down and being like, I'm out of here. I'm going to stop studying law. I hate this. This is not working. um, Was very, very strange for me. It felt kind of like an out-of-body experience because I was like, what the hell is happening right now? But also, this is riot. It felt really riot. And I called my mom after. Obviously, I had to keep sitting there for another hour because you can't just leave the exam room. So I had some people look at me and they were like, who the fuck is that? Sorry. I mean, I don't know. Now I have to explicit this podcast, whatever. I feel like we're going to swear anyway. But so I just I just I just sat there and everyone like some of my friends were looking at me and they're like, you know, like, what's going on? Kind of a thing. You can't really talk, but they're like, huh? And I just smiled. and I just sat there like a crazy person. And then I called my mom after and I was like, Mom, I'm quitting law school. And she was like, thank God. And so then uh, after that, I just kind of lost my mind for a little bit because law wasn't just a subject for me. Like I said, it was very much my identity at the time. And so now, like, who do I date? Who, what do I do? Who am I? Am I going to end up, like, literally, I was crying on the phone at one point and I was like, I'm going to end up on the streets. I'm like, what's going to become of me? It sounds very dramatic now, but I was just like, and now what? And so I talked to my mom and she was like, you know what? You've always wanted to deepen your yoga practice. So I think you should go to India and I think you should do a yoga teacher training. And I was like, mom, like I can't just do that. And she's like, I'll pay for it. It's fine. You can go. So I <laughs> I booked myself my yoga teacher training, went to India a few months later. And it's so cliched, right? Like it's so cliched that girl who studied law and was like so uptight and so black and white and um honestly very much not the person I am anymore and then you go to India and you find yourself right but um I went there it was really good for me from a health perspective and I started teaching yoga straight after as well and um it's it was it's been one of my main sources of income since so I more than got the money back It's so crazy because in that moment, and that's why I'm asking about this like fuck it moment, it's very scary. And I I don't know if every single person has one or can think of one instantly, but I would just go with my gut instinct here because it's this moment where I think how I would describe it is it's that moment where you go against the grain, where you go against how you've been conditioned, whether it was school or parents or whatever. In my case, obviously, wasn't my parents, it was... My surroundings and my expectations of myself and i was very very strict and very hard on myself um and uh you know and to then decide what feels more authentic to you even if
1: it's scary i think uh my fuck it moment would be when i was in australia i went over there to visit a friend that i'd known for a while uh from back in sweden and when i was there I turned 20, I think four days in or something, and yeah, I'd had a terrible birthday. I didn't really enjoy Sydney at all. I didn't really like the people that were around, and I was just having a terrible time, and I had two months left. (laughs) I was walking around Sydney one day, and I was just thinking, what in the hell am I gonna do here for another two months? and i happened to look up at that moment and there was a travel agency mm-hmm. so i was like you know what screw it so i went in and i told the the like the person working there i said look i've got 5000 australian dollars i saved all like the whole time i was in sweden working um i don't care what you book me just book me a cool holiday <laughs> and so she was like okay And so she started typing away, and every now and then she'd pop her head over. It's like, oh, do you like wine? I was like, yeah, I could do wine. You know, do you like partying? Yeah, I could do partying, all this kind of stuff. And I remember I was sitting there while she was typing away, and I was super nervous because I'd never thought of traveling by myself. Like, even though I went to Australia by myself, it was to be with people I knew, right? So I was pretty nervous to, to do that. But my God, was it the best experience I ever had? That yeah. It was so much fun. I saw some amazing things. I met some truly, truly wonderful people. And yeah. Where do you go? Hey? What do you do? Um oh, the story. Oh well, god, I'm it's like a two, long story. Like two, months, two, full months of holiday. two full months of holiday, copious and I mean copious amounts of alcohol. <laughs> um uh, so I started off, yeah, in Sydney, and then I took the train down to Melbourne and hung out with my mom, my mom's best friend, and they were amazing people that I was so glad to finally meet after speaking to them on Skype only for my entire childhood, basically. And then it's I did a three-day tour from Melbourne to Adelaide down the uh, Great Northern Road, I think it's called, which was great. Um... And then I went from Adelaide all the way up to Darwin through Alice Springs. So I was just in the desert in the middle of nowhere. And like you got to see the, you know those pictures that you see from uh, when you see the Milky Way? Mm-hmm. I got to see that. It was so, so cool. Um, uh, yeah. And then you just, I met some crazy people. I met this one guy, German guy, Julius, if you ever listen to this, shout out to you. And he was, he was a crazy, crazy guy and had a mullet and just, just he was he was like he did he had this app and he would just do random jobs he'd never ever done before and you know people would have to teach him on the job so he was really strapped for cash one day and he just decided it was like oh I'm gonna go do jackhammering for two hours and just did um and uh yeah he's got a crazy story but that's for him to tell and uh yeah went up to to darwin accidentally swam with a crocodile a saltwater crocodile that was scary we were in the water and everyone was leaving and we were wondering what the hell was going on here but we just thought oh the beach is nice for us you know and there was a an aboriginal dude shouting from far away but we didn't know who he was talking to and then when we were leaving the beach he comes up to us was that you boys in the water we say yeah it's like why didn't you get out we said I don't know. So there was a, there was a croc. And like, yeah, I had a couple of meter uh, long croc swimming about 20 meters from where you were in your direction. And we're like, oh, that's, that's not good. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I went to Cairns, um, snorkeled in the Great Barrier Reef for a long time, you know, swam with a couple of sharks and, and turtles and stuff. And that was cool. And then went to Magnetic Island and uh ate breakfast 20 meters away from whales swimming by and that was great and then yeah went home and that was my that was my moment and it was really the the best time the best thing i could have ever done you know just getting out of that comfort zone saying you know what yeah i'll travel alone even though i've never done it before and uh it was well worth it
0: i think um these moments are also character development moments because you were by yourself and I, for the first time, had to really think about my identity and be me. And that's kind of scary. And yeah. So what about you?
2: I think my fuck it moment was when I was 16, I was coming to the end of my time, like the primary and secondary years of the Danish school system. And I had a great time. I had loads of friends and I was cruising through it. It was so easy. I never studied and I got great grades. And I was just was fantastic right mm-hmm. all aces i had such a great life i was very happy with myself and i was like trying to pick out what i was going to do for high school and what i was going to study and i had like great advice from my well a lot of advice <laughs> from like my grandparents and my mom and my dad and stuff my grandma really wanted me to go on this like into this international school that uh a girl she knew and i also sort of know her uh had gone to and she was like pushing it really hard. she was like ah. Oh, need to go to high school and do like really great in your first year and then you can apply to this international school uh called united world college it's like this organization of uh international schools around the world um you can you can apply there you get good grades you'll get in and it's an amazing experience according to this girl maria who already went there but i was kind of like nah yeah i want to stay in denmark i'm having such a great time here school is easy why why would i why would i leave right so i went to high school in Denmark and I did physics and math and chemistry higher like the ultimate science uh high school line and I just hated it. It was terrible and my teachers were all assholes. Mm. There was like one teacher that I liked and it was my liter- literature teacher. All the other ones were just terrible. And I just yeah, I hated it. I hated high school. I had great friends and I was smoking a lot of weed, probably didn't help with the school. Uh, And eventually I started skipping classes uh, up until Christmas, and I was skipping a lot of classes. And then the Christmas break hit and I came back and at the first like gathering after Christmas, you know, the whole school gathers and they do their announcements. There was this girl uh, who was like doing a guest presentation and she was talking about this thing called United World College. And it's like, I clocked it in the back of my head. I was like, oh that's that thing that Maria's doing, that my grandma told me about. Um, And she stood up there and she was saying, yeah, like the application deadline is like two weeks away. I was like, fuck it, right? And I went, I went home and I looked at the application and I wrote a bunch of people because you had to get recommendations from your employers and your different teachers and stuff. Uh, I just sort of winged it in like a week. I sort of scrambled it all together. Filled out this enormous application, which took, I don't know how many hours. I just sort of sent it off and just didn't think about it again for like a month or so. And then I got in uh, to like these different interviews and I went and I met all these awesome people that were also applying. All of these people who had went and different alumni and stuff. And I really started to like it and I was getting hooked on this idea that I would go to United World College. And eventually I, yeah, I got in and I was going and I ended up going to Norway and I didn't tell anyone. I think I told like four or five people in my class who were my friends, didn't tell any of my teachers except for that literature guy. I just remember the last day of high school, the, the math teacher was handing out like our exams that we had done and I, I failed it like terribly. I don't know what the worst is here, but it's like was a G or something. I got that right. Mm-hmm. And he handed it to me and he was like, we'll work on it next year. And I didn't say anything, but in my mind I was just like, no. <laughs> no, we won't. I'm never coming back to this place. Uh, yeah, so that was my fuck it moment. And then five, six years later, I have friends all over the world. I traveled around to visit them. I ended up in Aberdeen. <laughs> know, all of these awesome people. It's just uh, great. Yeah. Worked out for the best. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, we're speaking about this here, um, fuck it moment. uh. As, as you said, um, but I think my life has been a series of many, many fuck it moments, rather than one specific moment. Um, and if I was to stem it back from what one massive event that happened in my life, was that uh, whenever I was younger, I was in a wheelchair for about a year and a half due to a, a childhood disease, uh, and I was then in crutches for a year and a half following that year and a half in the wheelchair, and I think from then I knew how much stuff that I'd missed out in sports and stuff like that there. Many nights out with the friends and all that sort of thing. Just doing things, going to see places, travelling. Even though I, I was young, just the things that I couldn't do. Uh, or if I did do them, if I went to the zoo or anything, I, I, would, I would stand out because I'm like, you know, in, in the wheelchair and I just didn't like that sort of thing. Uh, and I, I kind of like, I think it all stemmed from there. It was just like any opportunity to get to do things or try things that I, I, I will do it. Uh, so like uh, in in the past five years or so, four years, I may as well use a f- few examples. So um, whenever it comes to a plan for universities, uh, you know everyone back home and uh, up up north, uh, all just go to Belfast to study up at Queens or something like that there. And again, I I could have could have stayed at home much cheaper, uh, for schooling Schooling's much shorter time. But it's, it's only a three year course. And, uh, you know, accommodation's cheaper. Everything's much cheaper. I could have stayed there and done the easy way. Uh, but decided to, again, just fuck it. I'm going to apply for anywhere but uh, Ireland. So I uh, ended up applying for a couple of places in Scotland, uh, maybe under the influence of alcohol while choosing my <laughs> my places to study in Scotland. Uh, but out, out of the few places that, uh, that, that that I actually looked into after seeing where I applied to... Uh, and getting my offers and all that they're through and getting accepted or whatever, I thought that Aberdeen would be the best place to come to, and again, absolutely no regrets. uh being here, I've I've done a lot a lot of things, met a lot of interesting and fun people. uh ho- hopefully a lot of uh, li- lifelong friends as well. <laughs> um, and then uh, again a, a few a few sort of examples over here of the things I've done in my first year of the uni. Hey. Yeah. So in, in my first year of the university, um, I had met a fella um, from Poland. Uh, again, I may as well give a shout out to Pavel. <laughs> uh, and with Pavel, uh, we decided that we wanted to start up a kickboxing uh, club at the university. Again, just it, it's a lot of work to set up a club, a uh, sports club at the university, but we just decided, fuck it, let's go for it. Started up a club and here in my year out as a sabbatical officer, uh, the the kickboxing club's thriving, thriving with nearly seventy members uh, signed up, which is fantastic. Um, again, uh, the more recent one that's happened over the past year is uh I applied to um step in as a sabbatical officer for the uh, sport at the University of Aberdeen, or sorry, for for the Aberdeen University Student Association. So I went through the election process, and all there again. Didn't know whether I should do it or shouldn't do it, but again, just decided, fuck it, let's go for it. Uh, ran for the elections and luckily enough, I um, was elected by the students. And it wasn't until I was elected by the students and I had a couple of briefings and stuff with uh, my um, CEO of USA and uh, my line managers and stuff like that there that I realized that the job of a uh, vice president of sport is actually a full-time role, a full-time paid job rather than something that goes alongside the university degree. So whenever I thought that I'd be finishing off my degree this year with all my rest of my mates and uh, and doing this here as a wee side a a side project as such, uh, I was completely wrong so I've accidentally made myself take an extra year out of a uh, university. But again, it's, it's going to work for all, all, all the better. You know, it's, it's given me more time just to sort out my life, um, I, I think, and sort out myself financially and set myself better up in the future and that sort of stuff. So again, I, I feel like that fuck it up or fuck it up. I feel like that fuck up sort of a... Uh, fuck up. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that that fucking sort of a, a approach has helped me out massively there as well. Um, and yeah, I said, there's just, just so many things in my life. I've just decided may as well do it. Again, uh whenever it's on holidays I'm I'm a person that's absolutely terrified of heights, um absolutely hate it. And uh, we'd went to a a place called Fetia in Turkey and um it's a, oh, it's it's it's, it's a f- it Feta right next to Fetia. Fetia. Feta I've been there so many times. i think yeah? Ah, <laughs> oh, it is, seriously. So we actually we actually stayed just outside of it. Um I can't remember the name of it, but I w I'll find it after. It just outside of Fetia because we travelled into it for yeah. one day. Like i bet you we had same place. Can you imagine you were Pretty in cool. that? but um so um <laughs> so Yes you, <laughs> <laughs> So uh yes, yeah, so at at the um in, in Turkey my whole family had decided to go um uh paragliding off the side of a mountain uh at, at this place in Turkey and again absolutely terrified of heights uh but decided again you know just fuck it let's go up i'll go up there and decide what to do and um on the bus journey up to the top of the mountain uh it was probably more terrifying than anything else i've ever experienced in my life Uh, with how horrible the driving was and how narrow the roads are up the side of the mountain it was scary and was actually um the thing that made me finalize my decision of going forward with uh, um paragliding was the bus driver says oh Whenever we go back down in the bus, I go back down the exact same way. And I thought I would rather jump off the side of the mountain than go back down with this fella. So I did. Um, so again, just I, I was again so happy that I did that fucking moment. Um, let's go up here. And I couldn't really go back in it at all. And again, one of the greatest experiences in my life. Um, so scared of heights, you know so 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 terrified and whenever I was up in the air the fella told me that there was something like three people that died in the mountain the previous year and I was like Yeah, that's something to tell me on the way up <laughs> so it is um, but yeah again absolutely no regrets about it um, like literally has to be up there with top five best experiences of my life the, the views you see and all just the, the feeling of gliding so high in the air is just incredible so it is um, but yeah as I said I could go on and on about a hundred different fucking moments but I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on
4: So I guess compared to everyone else, I've never really had any fuck it moment. Um, The only one that I can remember is um, when I was 18, I had everything planned, uh, everything was planned. I was doing all these interviews and I had done all of this kind of um, contest, I I guess. I don't know how you really call them yeah kind of like competition um it's very very common in France you do all this competition to know like if you will be accepted in a business school and and so I had done a lot of things uh really a lot of different things to go to universities in France to go I applied for universities in France for business schools in France for preparatory classes that's yeah it's it's yeah, it's a very French thing. So I had all these things planned, sorted out, and I actually had been like accepted to a few of them. So I had picked one in particular. I was going to go to, um, to a business school in Reims, uh, which is not far away from where I leave. Um And yeah, everything was, I had paid <laughs> for the school um i had like registered everything was organized i was looking for flats um um i was going to uh be in the same business school as one of my best friend and my boyfriend at the time um and then for some reason i so i already had applied to ucas for universities in 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 the uk just just to just, just to try really i just I, n- I never thought that i would go to uh, a university in the uk even yeah i thought i would never be accepted so this really was something i had done very quickly i think the deadline was in december or in january i'm not too sure and i'm pretty sure i <laughs> i had sent everything like 2 weeks in advance or something it was really rushed because I just didn't really care uh, it really wasn't something I had planned to do and so yeah I had paid for the business school, everything I was ready to go there and then I received my results from um, my baccalaureate results and I got the The right grades to go in Scotland to study in Scotland Um, and out of nowhere I just in I think a day I'm not even sure I just decided well I'm just gonna go to Scotland. I said yes to go study in Aberdeen Um, and I remember I picked my flat maybe two days after uh, having accepted the offer and I was with friends in my holiday home, and we booked it all together, and I did all the the process with them. Um, And yeah, it was very unexpected and very fun.
5: So I don't think, like, I'm quite the same as Adam, that, like, I think my whole life has been a consecutive, like, fuck it moment. I can't really remember the first big one, because I don't think anything's really laid out for me. Nothing has ever set. And I don't think I ever set myself up for anything until I was a wee bit older. But I think, like, the most recent one that put me on the course to where I am now was I just dropped out of my first-year course in Galway. I was living at home again. I just broke up with my girlfriend. I was just kind of drifting. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of drifting. And, like, I, I, the time I'm from is, like, a party time back home. So it's just, like, the main nightclubs in the area. And all my, like, we grew up going out... And I love my friends, but like, that's what we just, they love the party and everyone else does. So I was kind of like, right. And I was like, oh, I can feel myself drifting. If I don't do something now, I may not do it in like 10 years time. So I was like, oh, fuck it. So I had originally signed up to go to the British army. Then I, I think I got into like the infantry process and they were ready to accept me. And then I was like, oh, I'll just sign up for a science course in dairy for the, just for the fun and do it over a year. And then whatever happens, happens. So did that completely out of my depth. I did like science at school, but I was never like, I was always a C student and I was always like kind of told like, you're okay at it, but I wouldn't do it for university or anything. So I was like, okay. Um, And so did that and I was doing like scientific math and physics and I was like, I have no idea what's going on and I stuck with it, kept going with it. And then I like applied for university and stuff, got more confident with it. Got better at it, and I ended up in Aberdeen, where I ended up meeting a nuke, my girlfriend oh. now, and then all my friends and everyone else. And like since then, the same exact same thing with Adam. Maybe not the same extreme. I wasn't in a wheelchair, <laughs> <laughs> but like since like I've always kind of just gone ah like fuck it, what's the worst that could happen? And yeah, I think everyone kind of feels the same way, and they like, can relate.
6: I had an opportunity when I was seventeen to go to space camp, in. Huntsville Alabama and I got in it was such a hard process but it's fine it's not something that intimidated me too much I wasn't expecting being you know accepted But I was and I was so excited because I was like oh my god it's something that's totally out of my comfort zone I have no idea I had to like pretend to be really keen in the whole scientific area and I just really wanted to do something different and do something like super cool like go to space camp and in America which where is somewhere I never went And uh, it was all paid for and it took ages to do the whole process. And in the end, I got in. So I was very chuffed with myself. And then the time came and we left and everything went well. I met people from everywhere. We did so many stuff that were a bit like super intimidating. Like when we the first day we had to create a whole presentation on how to bring something into space and then present it in front of all of these like engineers and everything and then we had to uh then then we got graded on how good our presentation was and actually that's the time I discovered I wanted to do graphic design because I created the logo for that presentation (laughs) of the scientific stuff Uh, I let the other guys in my group do it, Um, and yeah, it was a really fun time, and it wasn't too intimidating until the day came, where we had to experience, like, astronaut-type things, like uh, 5G force, all that stuff, and it was so exciting, Uh, and I did it all, Uh, and then came the moment where there was these, like, attraction things, like, these machines, And it's one of them where you go into it and it, like, shoots you in the air. And it's supposed to be, like, where you don't feel any gravity and stuff like that, only that it was super high. Like, I'm talking, like, 50, 60, 70 meters high. And I am afraid of heights, like, to an extent where I've just, I stay away from it. It's not something I feel comfortable with. And, uh, yeah, uh, everyone did it. And I stayed down. You know, I didn't dare go up. And then this guy actually was really annoying. He kept he kept coming back to me and I went, like, Come on, just do it, just do it. Like once in a lifetime situation. And it actually did get me thinking, I thought, you know what? I am <laughs> I am in America. I don't know what I'm doing here. I've just been following around all the time and doing stuff and it's ended up fine. So what what you know, just fuck it. What will it do if I go on this machine that brings me up sixty, seventy meters in the air? And so I did do it. And I did it then and I hated it. I hated every moment. I, I fucking, I was horrible. But uh, at the same time, I thought, you know what? I can do this. I, I, I've done it. And then I did it like six times. And I hated every single time I did it. But I thought, you know what? I've done it once. I've done it twice. I've done it fucking six times. This, this is gonna be, this, this is fine. Yeah, I'm unstoppable. <laughs> and it seems like the most easiest thing. And in the end, yeah, I did it. And yeah, my fuck it moment.
0: I actually think it's so perfect that you did yours last because we all were like, Oh yeah, fuck it moments. They are such a positive thing. Look at all the good thing that all the good things that came of it and you were like, I did it, I said fuck it and I was like, Wow, this really kinda sucked. So that that's that's really good though, but very courageous of you because I'm slightly afraid of heights. Slightly, okay, and I would probably never be okay with being shut up like it's 70 horrible. meters or something do it. <laughs> i won't <laughs> thank you for listening to runa's ruminations i've decided for the first few episodes at least this year i'm going to not include any advertisements because they suck meaning i do not make any money off of them so it'd be great if you could share them with your friends, spread them around so uh, that I have a reason to keep going. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye bye.